0: That was very helpful, and in fact, I feel like I'm definitely in a better place now after having this conversation with you because you're right. That's what I think makes your work different and better than others. I definitely
1: don't think I'd be engaged to him or in the relationship I'm in if i had not listened to you at
0: all. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms where women struggling in real relationships, ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today, Is 46-year-old Grace, who, following a virtually sexless and lonely 18-year marriage, recently separated and began a sexual relationship with 47-year-old Tony. Tony was just getting out of an abusive relationship and was moving. Knowing this, Grace kept dating but remained sexually monogamous with Tony. Grace reports that the sex is phenomenal and connected, but the relationship is not what she wants as Tony tends to pull away emotionally after they see each other, and his permanent residence is now three hours away. Grace has told Tony she would move to be with him, but Tony doesn't want a relationship. Grace is a successful professional and wants her personal life to be in alignment with that, so she comes on Making Wonder today to get my help in navigating where she goes from here. Welcome, Grace. Thank you. So tell me about this relationship now. uh, Because, you know, truth be told, we make this introduction a while ago, and then uh, you come on today. Where are things now? So he's moved now. And he's back in town
1: here for a couple of months working. And I've seen him twice. Uh, He spent the night once. He's been here for a couple of weeks now. So he spent the night once, and then I just saw him briefly for a couple hours the second time. But we do talk to each other, like text, um, and that's about where it's at. How did you meet? So I just moved to this community about a year ago, but I used to come here all the time for holidays and vacations. The first time I came down, I came down for a conference, and I met him. He's, he's an artist, and I met him. And it was an instant connection, and he did some art for me. And we didn't, it was nothing sexual. And then we just briefly communicated throughout the year, and I came back the next year for the conference again, spent more time down here, and we connected again. He did some more art for me. And then COVID hit, and I was supposed to come down for a month, and then COVID hit. So we just talked briefly, maybe once every couple of months, And then I came down again the year after COVID when travel was open again, and I was down here for a month and a half, two months almost, and I had separated by that time, and he was separated from his partner, uh, but they were still living in the same home, so that was really tough, but we connected sexually at that time when I came down. And then he had always told me that he was going to move three hours away to be with his child even though the first time we met I felt like planets had collided and the universe came into alignment and all the good things I was still married and he was in a relationship and so nothing came of it but then um, when I was separated and I was here for two months and he was you know had broken up with his partner yeah I knew he was going to move so I decided to say okay well let's just be friends with benefits because you're going to move I live 4,000 miles away let's just maintain this friendship with benefits so that I protect myself, you protect yourself, and then we'll just go from there. But it's evolved since then. (laughs) Yeah. When I moved down here, we saw each other a bit more, and he wasn't living with his partner anymore. She had moved. So we saw each other a bit more, and it was really comfortable being around him. It felt like being at home. It felt like something that was always there. And I, he teases me and we just, we get along really good where he brings, I feel like he grounds me. And the other night when he spent the night, I woke up kind of in that half conscious state in the middle of the night and he was holding my hand and just, he brings a smile to my face and he makes me feel at peace. And we talk a lot. Uh, When we do talk, we can talk for hours. And it's just involved into this friendship more so. And I really enjoy the friendship as well as the sex is good too, and that's important. But I enjoy the friendship and just being with him, just his presence. And I told him I, I would date him and I wanted to date him and that my, what my feelings were. And he didn't say he didn't feel that way, but he just said he didn't want a girlfriend. And so I feel like the puppy at the SPCA who he takes home to foster every weekend. (laughs) (laughs) He's very tender and kind. He's a big man. He's 6'3", and he looks kind of scary, but he's really tender and kind and caring about a lot of people, and he goes out of his way to help people. Last year, before he moved away, when we were friends with Benefit, I told him I was dating, and then he asked me if I was sleeping with those other people, and I said yes and he got very upset and he said that I should be uh, monogamous and I said well that's not what friends with benefits is it's that's a relationship and we had a discussion about it and I said well I'll respect you and so then I was monogamous with him for a bit and then um, when it came close to time for him to move he told me to start dating again and you know because he didn't want a girlfriend and he couldn't commit to me in that way.
0: Thank you for outlining that. It gave me a lot of information that's going to be helpful to me to give you my take on this. What's your main question here? I guess, will he ever commit? The answer to that is absolutely, possibly. However, you're going to need to do a lot of changing for that to occur. And you cannot have any urgency about it for it to occur. So my question to you is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you want that? 10. Great. You have to make a commitment to that. And you have to do the hard work and go through the steps that are going to be needed in order to allow that to happen. So in order for that, I'm going to take you back and... I need to get some information about him. Mm-hmm. What is his background in terms of marriages, children, and this most recent relationship whereby he was living with the woman? Um, he's had a lot of, a number of girlfriends that
1: he's had for long term, you know, a couple of years, I guess. He has one child that he had, it, it wasn't planned, but then uh, his girlfriend at the time got pregnant. He was a substance abuser for a long period of time, uh, and he's been clean and sober for, well, since before I met him, so maybe going on 10 years now. The girl that he just broke up with, the one that he was living with, he was with her for just over five years, and he said that she just moved in one day, so she was living elsewhere, and she would come and visit and stay for the weekend, and then uh, he said one day she just stayed. And I said, why didn't you kick her out then? And he couldn't because she had a chronic illness and she was had a disability. And he felt bad, he told me. And so he just, he thought things would get better and he kept trying to push it to get better. And uh, after a while, he was the one paying all the bills and supporting her financially. And he wasn't seeing his child as much as he wanted to. And so she was very emotionally abusive towards him and basically rejected him sexually and physically. And she was really mean to him, like just calling him names and saying things and doing the push-pull of the emotional abuse that happened. And, you know, we've talked about it and he said that he's afraid to make a commitment to anything anymore because he used to do that and then she would beat him down for it. And so he said this is the first time in his life he's felt like he doesn't know how to really commit and make decisions. Yeah, and so that was that relationship. He even helped her move out. So when she left, she went to a relative's place and then all of her stuff was still in the home. And he even packed it all up for her and moved it for her just to do that. And when she was still in the home, he would only come and visit once in a blue moon. He said, you know, that they had broken up. And I do believe him. Uh, He hasn't ever lied to me, but he wouldn't come all the time. And when she was gone, he was over, you know, he was visiting with me more. And he said it was because he just didn't want to deal with her questions about his life. He's very private. He doesn't talk to anybody about anything. And I was a secret for a while. Even after she had moved out, he didn't tell any of his friends uh, until recently, last fall, when I went to visit him. He was in another state, traveling, doing his artwork, and I went to see him and stayed. He was staying with a friend of his, and he's just recently started to tell people um, about me, but not about our relationship necessarily.
0: And what is your status now in terms of proximity? He's here
1: in town for the next couple of months. So his permanent residence now is about three hours away, but he's here about 30 minutes away.
0: And how much are you seeing each other now? Uh, About once a week, maybe twice a week. Do you interact
1: every day? Well, that's the challenge. When he is over, we connect, and it's very nice and peaceful and calming and we tease and there's a lot of laughter and
0: we'll connect and we'll have sex and then I won't hear from him for two days. Do you reach out during those two days or does he, how does it work? This last time
1: I reached out, yeah, so I just saw him Friday and then Saturday I reached out to him and then he wasn't replying, he was reading the messages but he wasn't replying so I just stopped. I just let it go and didn't reach out again and then yesterday he started reaching out to me again and answering the questions that I had asked him on Saturday.
0: So what does that show you? I don't know. I'm flummoxed. If I somehow could make you come up with the answer, wave a magic wand, and you were to know the answer, what would it be?
1: That he cares about me, but he's not ready for the responsibility.
0: Okay. And it's on his turn. Mm-hmm. And that you are friends with benefits. hmm And it's not impossible to take something is friends with benefits or like friends with benefits to something more committed permanent what have you but it's not easy it's quite formulaic in a way in terms of how men work the simplicity of it is beautiful what happens is we get our emotions involved with it but if you can stay the course you can possibly have it it's not a straight line it's a roller coaster But you told me your commitment to it is at a 10. That's good. It's going to take that. For you to have the commitment you want, you have to be totally committed. And there's a way to do it. You have to be committed to what works and staying in the state of knowing exactly what you want and not giving up until you achieve that or feel differently. So I'm going to give you an overall view of it and help you come to some kind of decision today, would that be useful? Yes, I think so. Great.
1: Sometimes I feel like I'm I'm wasting my time. I have dated, I've been dating. There was one gentleman I dated that I was like, wow, he could take me away from Tony in a heartbeat. But then he didn't want a relationship, and I was like, well, I'm not going to enter another one of these. That's too much. <laughs> I I really... I've been, you know, going out and dating people, and just because it's been 18 years since I've been out there, but it all comes back to the same thing. like, this guy just makes me feel really makes me feel OK.
0: So I'm going to help you with that, okay? And let's do that in a moment. I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the life of love you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 8020 Wonder Club yet, you need to be because now Make Him Wonder is exclusive. A members only club to listen to every episode, past, present and future in full, all ad free. The 8020 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of Seasons 1, 2, and 3 in a categorized list by age and relationship status and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, Relationship Evals, and my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a weekly action step you can focus on to attract and keep the man of your dreams and have him committing to you completely in the coming months. Make this the moment you start living as an 80-20 Wonder Woman. Because love, like life, is best lived in 80-20. When you do 80% of what works with men, the 20% you don't won't much matter. Join the 80-20 Wonder Club by going to the 8020wonder.club. Don't miss out. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. You and your man will be glad you did. So we're back with 46-year-old Grace, who just outlined her relationship with Tony very well. And I've gotten an understanding that I need to be helpful in order to give Grace my take on her possibilities with Tony. As I mentioned, Grace, while not easy, the determining factor is going to be your commitment to going the distance with this and doing what it takes that will require change for you. And then we can see how he takes to those changes step by step. Now that may seem like gobbledygook. What does that mean? <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> so to be helpful, I'm going to outline my perspective and you can let me know if you agree or disagree or change a little of my perception so that i more get it okay Mm -hmm. on paper certainly isn't the best if we were to look at somebody to be ready for a relationship would you agree yes i would agree with that he Mm -hmm. does
1: have ptsd and yeah from what stuff um he's watched a couple of his friends get shot in front of him. very tumultuous bullying as a child in, in high sc- middle school and high school. And then, you know, the abusive relationship that he
0: was in. Yeah, he's got some trauma. Got it. And then the substance use. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess that because of what you're outlining as his adult experience, there was what we might call trauma or certainly dysfunction in his very early life. Yes. Has he told you about that? Yes. Okay. So we don't need to delve into that. You just know it. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing as profound we will experience in adulthood as the perceived slights, trauma, what have you, from when we are born to age seven, because that is all experienced In a way that we in our conscious mind as adults have very little connection to understanding of it's taking a blank computer and programming it in a way that is very hard to go in later and fix and his adult life it sounds like to me has been an example of what i'm saying About his childhood so you know that so you know that it's going to take even more commitment then yeah it doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile because your divine feminine energy and love can help him to heal that perhaps but you have to be very careful with that because you cannot sacrifice your own life for that
1: yeah and that's where I find I struggle sometimes because I will jump when he messages me or when he asks what I'm doing. I'll cancel plans just so that he's got the space to come and I don't know if that's the right thing to do because in the past when I've said, no, I'm busy or I'm out, I won't hear from him for another day or two.
0: So this is a classic example of your heart connecting to him as if you are In a committed relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he is not. And he is acting the part. Meaning he's not doing anything untoward in a friends with benefits or certainly sex partner. You outlined for me a very good example of this when you said Friday night you were with him. Saturday, because you felt connected and you needed more connection from him and validation, you reached out. He read the messages and didn't deign to answer you because he was showing you something. He was showing you, "Uh uh-uh, you gotta understand this, it's a sex only thing. Here's what messes with us as women. If it's sex only, then how come when we're together it's so connected? It's so friendly, it's so mm, special, it's, you can fill in the blanks, it's all that and a bag of chips when you're together. Correct? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you laugh?
1: A bag of chips, I say that all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, it messes with us, because it doesn't make any sense to us as women, but it's very black and white for men. It sounds like you know my puppy principle. I read the book. (laughs) So what do you think I mean by that? I think you alluded to it earlier when you said, I feel like I'm at the uh, ASPCA or whatever, and he comes and fosters for a weekend. Yeah, that's how I feel. I
1: feel like the little puppy that, and if he feels like taking a puppy out for a walk, he'll pick me out of all the other puppies and take me for a walk. And I just want him to take me home and adopt me, but he just doesn't have it in him to take care of a puppy full-time so he drops me back off at the SPCA, and then I sit and wait and I see every all these other people come and go and because it's not him I kind of hide in the corner and don't let
0: anybody else come near but mm-hmm. so nobody wants to adopt me mm-hmm. okay so you have some power here to change it and that's what we want to talk about okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: granted All of these things we can look at in the 3D world as being against you. For example, he said he's had, quote-unquote, a lot of long-term relationships without real commitment. Then, the relationship he did have, to which he was somewhat committed, the five years, with the woman who basically moved in and said, you're adopting me, he stayed. It was, in your terms, emotionally abusive. And it sounds like... He stepped out on it sexually because he wasn't getting the sexual component of the relationship he wanted. This is highly dysfunctional, and I would dare say it likely harkens back to what he experienced emotionally as a child. Mm -hmm. Is that accurate from what you know?
1: Mostly accurate. They had already broken up. They were just still staying in the same home because she didn't have anywhere else to go at the time. So they they had split up and they were sharing the house, but not the bed, like not anything else.
0: And we can look at this under the lens of this man accepted this relationship, didn't have the cojones to deal with it in the way that it was. She slithered in to his home. I mean, just really a lot of dysfunction. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. you're connecting to his beautiful artist soul perhaps that you are connected you talk a lot you have a friendship and then the sex is also great Mm -hmm. yeah the problem is what you are showing him you outlined it beautifully you are showing him i'm there as that puppy that you can come and when you come i'm jumping 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 up and wanting to love on you and lick you and let you pet me and take me for walks and, right? hmm Totally. That's what you're showing. And men relate via action. So you've heard my saying, perhaps, if you're staying, no matter what you are saying, you are okaying the relationship as it is. Yeah. My
1: action is saying that... How I'm being treated is okay. But I don't feel it's okay, but I'm not acting on what I'm
0: feeling. I'm doing mm-hmm.
1: it out of fear because I'm afraid he's just going to wash his hands of me, which mm. is goofy because there's a thousand other people out there. But the heart
0: connects as a woman. Mm-hmm. And you don't want a thousand other people. You would forgo a thousand other people for him. That's true. I would, and I have. Mm-hmm it provides you with a lot of connection needs that you were perhaps missing for 18 years in your marriage. Mm -hmm. And then the sex, which is very compelling. Mm -hmm. So it's understandable. There are two things that we have to look at here. First, what you're going to do. Second, your own programming that allows you to connect to this situation and treatment. So let's look at what you're doing with him. You just said it quite beautifully, a la the puppy principle. Yes, that's exactly what you're showing. So that's going to have to change in order for him to feel differently about it. And I'm gonna give it to you under the puppy principle, okay? We have to kind of suspend how things actually happen for real puppies in the ASPCA or whatever. So here's how it is working. He knows you're there now 30 minutes away at the ASPCA and you are the best puppy. Loves the look of you. You're the the quote-unquote breed he really takes to and likes. You're just such a wonderful experience when he picks you up and you go for walks sit with him at dinner Uh, he can talk to you and uh, knows your his um, sounding board and all one the wonderful things and when he takes you back like we said you are just absolutely still all over him and conveying to him that if somebody else comes and looks at you for adoption, you're really not going to be that puppy. You're not going to give other people that experience. However, here's where it changes for the man. You had said to me and I want you to go over it again that he asked you at one point if you're having sex with other people and you said yes, you have to know that that is a big no-no. And this is where the double standard comes in, okay? This is under Freud's Madonna-whore dichotomy. It is so different. The fact that you said yes, he cannot see you then as relationship material, and it's where things kind of changed for him. Does that compute to you? Kind of, but that's when he asked me to be monogamous. Mm. Huge discussion
1: about being monogamous means that's a relationship. Mm, and
0: no. he. No, no.
1: That's what I. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, that's what you thought, right? That's
1: what I told him. I said, if you want me, if we're friends with benefits and you want me to be monogamous with you, that to me is a relationship. It's not friends with benefits. And he said, well, I would like you to be monogamous. And then I said, okay, I will be because I respect you and, I, and I'm okay with that. And then about a month and a half, two months later, when he was really close to moving, he said, it's unfair of me to do this to you because I'm moving and I'm not ready to have a girlfriend. Please just go back to dating how you were
0: before. And what did you say? I said, I'll do what I want to do.
1: <laughs> not the boss of me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I got angry. I became a little child and stomped my feet and said, how dare you tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. and you're not giving me the candy that I want out of the candy store, and so I'm going to have a little tantrum,
0: and that's what I did. Okay, tell me where it went from there. Exactly how it played out. He said this, you had the tantrum, he left, and then what? He,
1: He still came by just before he moved, so he came to see me a couple of times, and then he had moved, and then I went to visit him when he was in the other state, and he was doing some art. Um, out there and I said I'd like I miss you and I would like to come and see you and he said okay and I went out to see him and then a couple weeks later he said will you come back out and see me again and he offered to pay for my flight but I couldn't make it work with uh, work and so I didn't go out there and then we still communicated we hadn't seen each other since then but we have been communicating you know weekly every couple of days
0: since that time. And what was discussed about the monogamy, the relationship, or did it just, you just saw him and had sex?
1: We did have sex, but we didn't talk about anything. He picked me up at the airport. He took me to the downtown. He was supposed to go to work that day, and he took the morning off, even though he told me he wasn't going to. And I said, that's fine. I'm an adult. I can find my own way around and explore. I don't mind. I like to get lost in new cities. And I'm cool with being alone. I enjoy traveling alone, so it's not a big deal for me. And when I was there, he picked me up that night, and then that morning he called work when he was driving downtown, and he told him he was going to be late coming in. He wasn't going to come in until the afternoon, and we spent the whole morning together just kind of exploring bits and pieces of the city, and we went for lunch. and Yeah, and I paid for lunch, which shocks him every time I do it because he's always had to, every girlfriend he had in the past, he always had to... Put the bill 100% of the time. And, and so he asked me a few times, like, are you, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, you pick me up at the airport. I'm staying with you. Yeah, it's fine. And every time I do these nice things for him, it's, um, he kind of gets taken aback a little bit, and then he brings me in a little bit closer. And, I mean, I would do nice things for anybody anyway. And so then we just spent a little bit more time together, and he went off to work, and I was going to catch an Uber to his work. And he messaged me a couple hours later, and he's like, I'm taking off early. Where are you at? Let me come get you, and we'll go exploring some more. And so that's what we did. It wasn't what I had thought, because in my mind, I thought, you know, it was just going to be sex. He was just going to dump me downtown or tell me to take an Uber, and I was okay with that. But it was more. And I guess that's why I'm confused sometimes, because he says one thing, but then he does something different.
0: And so do you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... It's interesting, and I want to make a point of it here as a teaching moment for everybody. I asked you about, after the quote-unquote your words tantrum of saying, I'll do what I want, I said, exactly how did it transpire into you seeing each other again? And when I said, so you went and saw him and just had sex. You said no, and then you proceeded to tell me about going to see him having this wonderful day together, having sex. You see, you can take out all the wonderful day together stuff in terms of the man's mind, and you fell back into just for sex in the man's mind. You see, what happens for us as women is we think when a man is spending time great dates chivalrous and then has sex along with it it means something relationship and then your mind is all up in that i'm going to ask you something to hone in on the point if he were to <laughs> somehow uh say to you i want to see you just come over here and let's do our thing he didn't take you out. He didn't spend time with you. He didn't show any interest at all How many times would you do that? Have sex with him you mean? Just yeah. have sex. You just go over there, quid pro quo, you have sex, you leave. In, in other words, if that were the trajectory of the relationship and always, how long would you keep that up? Not for very long. Yeah.
1: It, it would be fun for the first like little bit and then it's like okay, this isn't fun anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: But you can't make it more than what it is stated to be. And what he is showing you. He's a good guy. He's a nice guy. He likes you. And it's sex. That's all for him. When he said to you, I'm going to be moving back. It's not fair to you to do this. That was your shot at saying, Thank you for that. Okay, we will leave things here. And that's when the clock st- starts ticking for him in terms of putting you in the right category for a relationship you see we have been sold a bill of goods he's not looking for a relationship with someone who's showing him i'm not relationship material i don't want it i will spend time with you have sex and then not expect more believe it or not that's what you've been showing him no matter what you are saying you see Mm-hmm. So what do I do to show him otherwise? Because I'm lost. Great. That is a great question. When I just outlined what you would have said when he said, moving back, it's not fair. What do you think was in his mind when he said, it's not fair?
1: I think he recognized that he was doing what he, he, oh, I don't even know. Okay. I think what, yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I'll tell you. Grace is a wonderful woman who deserves more. I see that. I'm going to be moving, so I'm not going to be able to even go to the pound and take her out for walks and uh, little forays out of the cage, so to speak. And I don't want to keep her from getting adopted. It's not fair. If that's what you were doing with a puppy because you could not commit to it, the responsibility of it, and did not have enough desire that overrode that feeling of not wanting responsibility, you would want that for a puppy, correct? Yeah. Mhm. So that's what he was showing you then. Here's what I want you to hear. There is enough there that he feels. And if you want to affect change in him, if you change yourself, you can do that. And here's how you do it, because you got to the right question. How would I show him that? Because telling doesn't work. Now, I say that with a caveat, and I'm going to illustrate it here for you and for the listeners by you telling me where things are now and how we would set about showing him that and fixing it. Where are things now? Where is he? And how much are you seeing him?
1: He's in town, and I saw him... Friday, and then before that, I saw him another time during that week. And then the week, two weeks ago, he spent the night.
0: So, you cannot institute what I'm about to tell you unless you can continue to do it and you're committed to it. Because if you do it and you're not committed to it, it will just show him yet again that your words mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Because just as you think you get mixed messages from him. You give him completely mixed messages.
1: (laughs) How did I know you were going to say that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad
1: you get that. Very glad you get that. As you've been talking with me, I've been sensing that, okay, I'm telling him one thing, but I'm doing the exact opposite, just like he's doing for me. So we're both in this state of what the fuck does the other person want?
0: Exactly. And somebody, it's always us has to be the guider and you know i give the example of the two of you have taken a trip through the desert and in this case the truck breaks down and you didn't have provisions and there's no cell service in the middle of the desert who is going to be the one do you think to work on that truck and get it back up and running yeah okay him yeah that's how it works In that realm, if you want this back up and running in the way you know will go the distance, you are going to do it. Mm -hmm. Relationships are our realm. The difference is that it's not about telling him what to do to make it work. Just like on the side of the road when he's fixing the truck because no other cars are going to come by. And if he doesn't, it's you might die you're gonna help him he may say can you hold this for me can you do this can you do that and you will comply because you want to get out of there right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's mostly him knowing what he knows and working on it you do very little and in this analogy it's you doing the work and he does very little and you see if he will just comply In this analogy, just comply and, you know, hand you a wrench. Now, that's all metaphorical, okay? How do you actually do it? This is where I mentioned, if you cannot do this and stick to it, you don't do it. Okay. Because here's what he knows about you. What he knows is you're full of shite. You say what you want. He gets the energy of what you want, but you don't follow through because you're weak for him and you want the sex. That's what he thinks he knows. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So no matter what you are saying, if you are staying, you are okaying whatever's going on. It is that black and white with a man. You're interpreting that he really wants a relationship because he keeps coming back. He wants me sexually, but he also is so wonderful and we're together that he wants a relationship he's just saying he doesn't he really doesn't know he really wants one and we're in this it's just ridiculous correct yeah yeah not the case because you haven't led him to that he hasn't made the decision about that you are in turn just showing him oh no you can come to the asbc anytime take me out and then put me back and he wanted to do what was right but you said no 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 i'll sit in that cage and wait for you You showed him. I'd rather have you occasionally come all the rest of the time. I'll sit in that cage and not be adopted by somebody else. You see?
1: Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Mm
0: -hmm. You can change it, but you have to change it with grace, like your name. And you have to do it by your word one time and then doing it until he comes back, which he will. Then, and only then, do you have any leg to stand on not easy simple no not easy because it will require you never going back on your word and that's what I say if you cannot do it you don't do it you have to be ready willing able to commit to doing what works and I have to tell you there really isn't anybody I've ever worked with where it doesn't work and he doesn't come back I mean I can say that unequivocally (laughs) yeah it always works because when we show ourselves to be a worthy opponent and that finally our words and deeds align he starts to get in alignment with his feelings because i don't question his feelings for you you don't either you know they're there yeah Uh uh-huh this is what messes with our minds what happens for us is that we believe commitment is a natural outgrowth of those feelings. Men view commitment as a responsibility. That's why the puppy principle is so profound. You love the little doggy. You love spending time with it, getting all the licks and pets in when you're with it. But if you are not in a place to take on that responsibility, being the good person you are, you will say, don't come out of that cage. Stay there. I'm going to leave you alone so that you can get adopted by somebody else. Correct? Yeah. Now, here's where it can change. When the puppy says, okay, say the puppy could talk, looks up at you and says, I love you. I really want to be your puppy. And... You know what we have together. We're really good together. But yeah, I know my value and I don't want to live in that cage. So okay, it was your call. I'm so sad. I'm going to go back to my cage now and I hope you have a wonderful life. And I hope someday you'll find your right puppy and adopt. And it comes up to you and hugs you and kisses you and goes. What happens first when... That occurs. First, it's an awful feeling. There goes my puppy, right? Mm-hmm. You feel bad about yourself. Like, why can't I just pull the trigger on this? Correct? Yeah, yeah. Then you start to go through all manner of feelings and machinations. Well, could I make this work? You know, that is my puppy. It's so good. Everything's right. I want to do ba 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 ba. And then all the other things. But it's a pain in the butt. Um, you have to do this. You have to do that. I have to come home from work and take her out. And I have to, like, think about it and text and uh, I don't know. I, uh, and all of that. It's also a mix of mm, relief. Okay, phew. Finally, puppy got it. And I know puppy is going to be adopted by somebody else. I've done the right thing. Mm-hmm. Relief. Then life goes on. I don't have puppy. I start missing puppy. Other puppies are around. But the ones I like, they're adopted. There's some other ones, but they poop on the floor. There's some other ones, they chew my shoes. There's some other ones, they're too rambunctious. They're not peppy enough. Uh, All manner of things. They're not that special puppy I wish I had adopted. See about the time it takes to get to that? Mm-hmm. The only way a man ever gets to it is not having access to the puppy. This is deeply psychologically male because men love through wondering and longing. Wow. <laughs> I'm thinking that's going to be hard,
1: but it's worth it. And, and if he ends up never adopting me and, you know, what am I doing to my life if I'm just sitting in that cage the whole time? Because it's also, it's not fair. And it's not his fault. I mean, he didn't do this. He's been honest. You know, he's, he's told me. Even though his actions are confusing sometimes. But, you know, he has been honest with his words.
0: Exactly. And somebody has to break the chain of the mixed messages. You're perceiving them as mixed messages, but they're not. He's perceiving yours as mixed messages as well. And they are. (laughs) that's the difference, and that's the awful double standard. This is not a fair deal for any woman. It's not a quid pro quo, and it's not the same. Apples and oranges are two very different fruit. They are equal. They are not the same. We have been sold a bill of goods that we can be male-energied And do what they do and get what they get and be satisfied with that doesn't work when they say it's a male world it is because we've now been sold this bill of goods and allowed them to get everything they want and need and we don't we are different equal different and we have to do what works with men to be able to get what we really need and want I'm hearing he has the feelings now it's going to be what you do doing it through time and doing it until not easy but pretty simple it is for short-term possibilities for long-term and how i approach it when i'm working with someone is under the two umbrellas the first Are you curious about the two umbrellas under which I work that will help Grace to get Tony to move off of his no relationship stance? In the rest of this episode, I outline those two umbrellas for Grace and what she will need to start doing right away to have Tony viewing her in the right way, to be inspired to step up and be her Mr. Right. And because I want you to get the results you desire with your current or future Mr. Right, I invite you to check out the 80-20 Wonder Club, an exclusive membership-only club of the Making Wonder podcast, where you'll get over 145 ad-free episodes categorized by age and relationship status, plus all new episodes the moment they're formatted and ready to be aired. Unfiltered coaching conversations like this one with all my advice and principles to have you succeeding in your romantic life. But there is much more. The 8020 Wonder Club now includes my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a weekly video series for you to focus on each and every week. It alone is valued at over $500 and is all yours as a member. Join monthly and cancel at any time or save by committing to a six or 12 month membership and not only will you save by committing to more you'll receive a full coaching intensive experience where you'll be talking to me in a conversation like you just heard you choose the date anytime during your 12 months and i'll be answering all your questions on getting what you desire and deserve in your romantic life check it out at the 8020wonder.club and join us as that is the only way you'll be able to hear what I tell Grace, what she needs to do to start changing her mixed messages in a make him wonder way, to have Tony showing up more consistently and wanting commitment too. Don't miss out on how to make your man wonder in the right way, to have divine right results in your relationship, or how to start dating in a way that guides a potential Mr. Right to do right by you. Go now! to the 8020wonder.club. That's T-H-E 8020wonder.club. You and your love will be glad you did.